season five, the episode 16, April the 16th, 2022. Hi, I'm Lewis Lampley. Welcome to this edition of Journey of Discovery. In this episode, I will conclude the exposition on this short topic, Jesus Calls Matthew, part two. Jesus Calls Matthew. In Matthew chapter 9, verse 9 to 13, we read this. And as Jesus reclined, that is, having dinner at Matthew's house, that is, at the table in his house, says the text, behold, many tax collectors and sinners came and were redining, redining with him and his disciples. And when the Pharisees saw this, they said to his disciples, Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? But when he, Jesus, heard this, he said, Those who are well have no need for a physician, but those who are sick. Go and learn what this means. Quote, I desire mercy and not sacrifice. Close quote. For I came not to call the righteous, but sinners. That's what I came to do. In Luke chapter 9, 19, I should say, Luke chapter 19, verse 10, Jesus, speaking of his mission, said, The Son of Man came to seek and to save what was lost. And so the redemptive mission placed Matthew directly in his path. Wherever you look in the New Testament, you will see Jesus about his father's business on a grand scale. He's always moving in his father's will, moving toward the cross. For example, from Matthew chapter 8, verse 1 through 9, 12, we see Jesus doing the following miraculous works, or you could call them ministry actions. One, cleansing a leopard, Matthew chapter 8. 8 verse 2 says, A man with leprosy came and knelt before him and said, Lord, if you are willing, you can make me clean. The second action, healing the centurion's servant. Again in Matthew chapter 8 verse 58, we read, When Jesus had entered Capernaum, a centurion came to him asking, for help. Lord, he said, my servant lies at home paralyzed and in terrible suffering. Jesus said to him, I will go and heal him. The centurion said, Lord, I do not deserve to have you come under my roof, but say the word and my servant will be healed. Then Jesus said to the centurion, go and it will be done just as you have believed it would be. And his servant was healed at the very hour. Keep in mind the fact that Matthew is giving his account of Jesus' ministry. That's what he's doing here in chapter 9. In these verses, the verses above, we have already seen the cleansing of a leopard, and the healing of the centurion's servant. And third, Simon, mother-in-law, was healed also by Jesus and many others. 
according to chapter 8, verse 14 to 17. <coughs> Excuse me. When Jesus came into Peter's house, he saw Peter's mother-in-law lying in the bed with a fever. He touched her. He touched her hand and the fever left her. And she got up and began to wait on him. When evening came, many were men who were demon-possessed were brought to him, and he drove out the spirits with the word and healed all the sick. This was a fulfillment of what was spoken through the prophet Isaiah, where Isaiah said, He took up our infirmities and carried our diseases. Number four, the fourth action. Jesus confirms the demands of discipleship in chapter 8, verse 18 to 22. Number five, Jesus steals the sea, Matthew chapter 8, verse 23 to 25. Then he got into the boat and his disciples followed him. Without warning, a furious storm came up on this lake so that the waves swept over the boat. But Jesus was sleeping. The disciples went and woke him, saying, Lord, save us. We are going to drown. He replied, you of little faith, why are you so afraid? Then he got up and rebuked the winds and the waves, and it was completely calm. Actually, Matthew is recounting what happened when Jesus came down from the mountainside. Large crowds followed him. Let me recap. Up to this point, we saw him as he cleansed the leopard, healed the centurion's servant, healed Peter's mother-in-law, and many other individuals. He confirmed the demands of discipleship. He stilled the sea. He cast out demons out of two men. And number seven, he forgave the paralytic the paralytic man in chapter 9, verse 1 and 2. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over and came to his own town. When some men brought to him the paralytic lying on a mat, when Jesus saw their faith, he said to the paralytic, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. We have finally worked our way back to our passage on the examination here in chapter 9 verse 9. It says, And Jesus passed from there. He saw a man called Matthew sitting at the tax booth. And he said to him, Follow me. And he arose and followed him. I want you to take note of Matthew's humility. He listed six ministry activities before he listed his own calling to follow Jesus in chapter 9, verse 9, and his evangelistic outreach recorded in chapter 9, verse 10 to 13. In other words, it appears that he wanted his fellow peers to meet Jesus. Did you get that? It appears that he wanted his fellow peers to meet Jesus. Now, his peers were thieves, tax collectors, and men who defrauded other people out of their money, but he wanted them to meet Jesus. Here the text is clear. While Jesus was having dinner 
at Matthew's house. Many tax collectors, hang on to that. Many tax collectors and sinners came and ate with him and his disciples. In other words, when the when the Pharisee saw this, they asked his disciples. They didn't go to him, went to his disciples. Why does your teacher eat with tax collectors and sinners? On hearing this, Jesus said, It is not the healthy who need a doctor, but the sick. That is, the Pharisees thought they were well or religiously pure and whole. By contrast, the outcasts knew they were wretched, undone sinners. You see, a self-righteous person will never, ever come to faith in Christ. Salvation is available only to those who cry out, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. Now, the takeaway lesson is this. Jesus is a friend to sinners. Jesus is a friend to sinners. Here's my question. Will you make a concerted effort to share that truth today? There are some folk who don't believe that. So share with someone the fact that Jesus is a friend of sinners. No matter what their sins are, no matter how long they have been doing it, Jesus, according to this text, is a friend to sinners. Here's a wonderful line from a hymn. Come unto me, ye weary, and I will give you rest. O blessed voice of Jesus, which comes to the heart oppressed. Well, here is a praise response from Psalm 18, verse 29. Oh, give thanks to the Lord. Or, oh, give thanks to Yahweh, for he is good, for his mercy endures forever. Matthew tasted that mercy. He tasted that grace. He experienced the graciousness of the Lord. And you can too if you have not. And so Jesus came to Matthew's tax collector's booth and said to him, follow me. Just two words, follow me. But these were words of power. Follow me. And he, Matthew, rose and followed him. Is that your testimony? Have you begun on the journey of following Jesus? I did several years ago, and it's a sweet journey. Well, that's it for now. I'm wishing for you an amazing day. So cheer up and be glad in it. Good day.